so much to be said about the Bafana Bafana versus Nigeria game over the weekend, whether you're talking from a football fan attendance perspective or the lack thereof, I really don't know. But the bottom line is the game was there and it happened. I know a lot of you have been reacting and responding to this uh, issue around Bafana Bafana, but it was a one-all draw at the end, hey? And uh, the Nigerians kind of were made to forget the Dukelo Randia special deal. Uh, South Africa served up their new Percy Dow Lebo Motibo combo. And uh, we've got on the line uh, Tiso Blackstar, sports editor, digital, as well as business day columnist, Omnina Wantlogo. Damni, good evening. Welcome to MSW. Uh, Darob, uh, good evening to you and the listeners, and uh, thanks for having me. Bafana Bafana Nigeria, even without asking a question, what was just your impression about everything? <sighs> yeah, Darob, I mean, uh, you, you mentioned as, at, at the start, as you introduced this, I mean, from the, the fan point of view um, to the game itself, um there's there's so many things that when when you look back and you and you wonder what might have been um we got the point we we got the point um against them but you you look at the the two disallowed goals and and you feel for them because they are arguing uh, back in Nigeria that they should have actually won the game and beaten us um our performance was not what uh, it it should have been you know, games games between these two countries over the years. I mean, the rivalry. Uh, I've, I've always expected exciting matches, um, performance that goes over and above what you normally get from from other matches. I, I I watched on Saturday, and you you don't get that sense of an agency. I think I think for me, Percy Dow was was the person who who really pushed, and and, and I also think Uma Bunda also worked his his socks off for me, um, but. It, it, it didn't. I still didn't get that sense, that sense of agency. Darob, you, you know, from from um, uh, Coach Stuart Baxter's uh, first match in charge. Mm-hmm. I think when we beat Nigeria away from home, it, it's the weirdest thing because I, I I like going back to that first game and I look at all the matches that we have played since then, and, and I'm, I'm I'm even including our matches in Kosafa in and whatnot. And friendlies and whatnot, and up to where we are right now, I don't think we've been able to go back to that performance. I mean, we were excited when we performed like we did, especially in Nigeria in that first game. But since then, we have not done anything remotely close to to that performance. And I think it's partly it's partly the reason why um, I, I, I was I was with a couple of friends, and 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 their biggest concern was, okay, let's say for argument's sake. We managed to negotiate a way past Libya next year in, in, in March, and we get to the AFCON. Based on what we have seen during these qualifiers, how sure are we that we won't actually be embarrassed and wish that we didn't actually qualify and get to the tournament? But, I mean, there's a story for another day. But do we deserve qualification based on literally what you've just said now? Exactly, Tarop. And I think, I think this, 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 is why I, this is why I said I'm, 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 I'm conflicted. I'm yeah. very conflicted about, about this team when I watch them perform. I am I'm, I'm, a lot of times when I set myself up to watch watch the team play, 
and, and produce a performance, even if it's not anything close to what they used to do in the past. But give me that hope that that they, 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 they have turned the corner because it seems every time when I watch them play, it's as if they, you know that old South African terminology that, no, no, we are, we are rebuilding. I, I, it seems as if we are rebuilding, and then this, this has many. This has been many years now in the making, and every time you get the sense. I mean, you walk away from, and then you ask yourself, "What did I just watch? Do I feel that this team has moved anyway?" That's why I'm saying mm. that that two nil win when when we beat Nigeria at home, uh, it's been it's been downhill from then, and you you don't quite know whether we've moved any step further from where we were a year ago. But what is and that down to, though, as I interrupt your trail of thought, what is the cause of it? Because if there's a downward spiral, you know, there is an obvious cause. What is it? I think for me, it's a, it's a, it's a combination of factors. And, 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 and I think this is where you can even throw in the fans. Because there's one thing I like about South African sports fans. I won't even say South African football fans. South African sports fans, they love their football teams, but they are also very clever. They're also very intelligent. They understand the game very well. And if they think that a team is not performing the way that it should be performing, if they feel that there is a lot that is going on over and above what actually takes place on the pitch, then they will show you exactly what they think and they will stay away. Because you can give away free tickets Mm. But in this economy that we have right now, in this in this vet increments and everything, all of those things they add up. You know, petrol costs an arm and a leg. Just a trip to the shop now, you're 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 spending an arm and a leg. So you know very well if you're going to go to F&B Stadium and watch a game, it doesn't cost you the forty rand, which is the uh, the, the price of the ticket or whatever the amount is. It's going to cost you more than that. There's food, there's transport, there's all sorts of things. So when a fan sits and tries to understand, okay, what am I going to do today? Am I going to go and watch my national team play and support? But looking at the recent recent history and looking at what has happened, then a whole lot of things start coming to play, and then the fan decides that no, I'd rather do something else. And I don't, and I can't blame him for, for for having considered all of those things. I know we are passionate; it's our national team. You would hope fans go to the stadium and watch the national team play. We want to encourage, we want to encourage the team, give them support, give our best, so that they're not over, over, overpowered in the stands by a visiting team. But there are a whole lot of issues, and I know that if we cannot put together two back-to-back results where the team wins, the fans become fickle. We've seen it countless times, and it's a, it's a damn shame. I, every time when I see it, it, it really hurts because this is, at the end of the day, this is our national team. And I've seen it even with other sporting codes. They do have a, a little bit of a problem when it comes to attendance. So then, then you've, you've got selections. Um, I, 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 like to argue, I like to argue when people talk about selection. I always say that my biggest problem is, you know, every coach has got his preferred players. Mm. Um, you can't argue with a coach over who he feels should do the job for him. I used to do that back in the day, but I, th- I think it's a futile exercise to argue about who should have been there, who should, should be there. At the end of the day, a coach lives and dies by the, the, the players that he selects. If he feels that I, I'm not going to select that Rob for whatever reason there is, I'm going to select uh, Caristo or for whatever reason, mm. then he live and die by, by, by that decision because he knows that he's the one who has to put together a, a team that must go out and play. And if he has no confidence in that player, and I think we can go back in a succession of previous coaches over the years. They've all, they've all had quirks. They've all had players that we thought should walk into the squad, but they never selected. 
So I, I, I always give a coach that benefit of the doubt that, okay, at the end of the day, it's his decision. If he wants to select player X, then it's entirely up to him. Let him do it. And then let's see what happens during the course of the game, whether this combination that he says that will play is, is going to be the team that performs. And if the team doesn't perform, then we can crucify for him because at the end of the day, it's his neck and not ours. But, you know, you know, you know Tarob, uh, uh, there, there, there are a lot of issues that, that, that come to play when, when our national team plays. And you, 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 you really hope that um, a lot of the things that take place off the pitch, all of the various politics and so on, do not have any sort of an impact on what takes place um, on the pitch. Um, because at the end of the day, here we are right now. We haven't qualified for AFCON. Mm. We are back to this uh, pastime of ours, this traditional pastime of having to... Making, start making a dish that, okay, yeah, we need a point there, we need this and that. And we know this team, whenever we start doing that, they have a, a, a nasty tendency of disappointing us. Just when you think that the bare minimum, which is to go and get a point, um, and then things go pear-shaped, especially when you look at what Libya did um, um, the other day against the same socials that we couldn't breach. Um, 8 Eight one, exactly. and, and and the thing is about that eight one is it's not just the fact that it was eight one. It was the eighth goal going in in the ninety first minute. I, I have highlighted that as an intent. You know, when you are intending to do what they did, it means there was a plan to go and get as many goals as it is possible. So, and you're right, permutations is where we we are broken down to. And to make it very clear, South Africa need a draw against Libya to go through to the Afcon uh, 2019. But a win for Libya will send them through. And then the business of counting it down according to Article 14, where they'll tell you about in case of equality between two teams at the end of the group matches, the teams will be ranked according to, and you know, and so it goes. But it could have been avoided. It, it could have been. It could have been. Because, because now, as things stand at the moment, Nigeria are on 10 points, we, we are on 9, and Libya are on 7. So essentially, a, a point for us uh, qualifies us for Cameroon. Um, and then they will, and then Libya can only get up to eight points. Um, a win for us also is enough. We go through, which we are sorted. But a win for them, they they have qualified, and we've got problems. Yeah. So essentially, when you look back at, at 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 the draw, at the draw against the same Libya in Durban, um, where we were very pedestrian again, where we were actually lucky to walk away with a point, and then you look again at the game against against the Seychelles away from home. The same Seychelles now that has just been given a proper spanking that we couldn't we, we couldn't breach um, in that game where we saw pictures of our players frolicking on the beach on the eve of the game and took in the sights mm. and then the white sands of Seychelles and 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 you know you look you look back at those things so and and then you wonder you wonder what 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 could have been you know sometimes you you get this 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 unbelievable lack of focus when it comes to to these things. Sure, players are humans. I I, I do get that. I I heard the coach explaining that. Yeah, look, these guys, this, this the hotel was next to. But you look at those things and you mm. ask yourself, the application here, the the, the 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 dedication and the commitment to the job at hand. You can go and run around the beach for all you for all you care. But as soon as you've gone and secured the qualification, because this is this is very difficult these days. I mean, you you get results you don't expect in these qualifiers. There is no team that. From time to time, you can always assume that you can just walk in a match, especially when it comes to our team, because I like to apply it when it comes to our team. Our team has got this tendency of disappointing when you least expect it, 
and when, when in fact, they have a, a, a tendency of disappointing when you are certain, when you, when you think you are certain that you've seen them perform. Mm. And then when you least expect it, then they produce a performance that you, you, you were not expecting because we're so used to disappointment. I, 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 I really, I, I listen to fans when, when, when you sit in the stands and they talk about how and for how long that they, they, they pin their hopes on, on the team. And even us, because we go through this, this roller coaster of emotions, even us as, as journalists, you sit there and you think, my word, you know, if, 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 if I'm not on my high blood pressure medication, you have to wonder how you get through. I mean, really, you cannot get through a, 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 a situation where the team goes like this, topsy-turvy like this, and you just wonder for other people who are not obligated to go to the stadium and you understand why somebody would have this idea that mm. no. I'd rather be elsewhere than go to the stadium. You know, you mentioned the issue around Seychelles, and we don't want to be preaching here to people who are obviously professionals. It, my reading of it is that it's it's a it's a management thing. You, you've got to be able to manage what the players do, what they put out in terms of social media, uh, because ultimately, those pictures came out before the game, and people read a certain vibe about them being there. But if you manage it properly, you say, guys, fine, take your pictures, do whatever you want, but don't post. Post them, post the game. You know, excuse the pun, but do that in a controlled environment that doesn't give the impression that you were there to just have fun and be on holiday and you don't get the result. And the only lasting image about the trip to Seychelles is beach photos. That needed to be managed. Exactly. And, 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 this, and this is the tricky thing about, the, about these sort of things. Because you know it, it can it can go to your advantage, and then by the flip of a coin, it goes totally against you. Mm. Because had they gone to Seychelles and trash Seychelles, then they would uh, would have been well within their rights to attribute it to this brainwave that was reached by somebody who decided, okay, let's go and relax on the beach, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> and uh, and then go and relax because 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 we need to be in this frame of mind. But now, because it didn't pan out, then it becomes problematic. So it, 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 it goes back to the point that at all times, you need to maintain this sort of decorum, this sort of understanding that you are here to do a job. What you do afterwards, is, 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 is entirely up to you. And it's really unfortunate because, you know, I look at this, at this Libya team and, and how we performed against them um, when, we played, when we played in Durban. And you consider that, okay, sure, we'll be playing, probably playing in a neutral venue when we play them in March. Mm. And, and you can understand uh, the, 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 the doubt and, and, and the questions that people are asking that, can we actually get this result we want? Because there have been instances when we've had, we've gone to games with the understanding that, okay, if we do this and we do that, then we should be home free, we should be okay. <laughs> and then you know what has happened in those instances. And again, Rob, you did say we shouldn't even be in this situation. Nah, we shouldn't even be in this situation to begin with. And this is what concerns me, and this is what, what really worries me. I re- really, really, Rob, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm exasperated. Um, I can tell. Pop a tablet uh, quickly. Let me read this tweet from Sipogazi. Um, Sipogazi literally says, Bafana Bafana qualifying for AFCON and World Cup is just for Safa to tick boxes. We are not seeking to qualify in order to compete and compete convincingly. I suga. That's how she ends that uh, post. That's a frustration that we need to be borne to mind because competing 
just for the sake of it, qualifying for the sake of it is one thing. How much have we progressed as a country, as a footballing na- uh, nation, is a different story. I'm going to get your closing remarks. Uh, let me take a quick uh, spot break. Emily now and then we come back as well. We chat to uh, the Bafana Bafana assistant coach, Sean Bartlett. Reaction Monday. Ladies and gentlemen. Get it off your chest. On Radio 2000 and simulcast on Metro FM. And uh, Free King Dalinjebo says that Bafana Bafana never recovered since the day Safa Deputy President Chief Muelo Nongonyane refused to pay Matatazela his 100k. Uh, we never qualified for anything. Go back in time, Rob. We certainly did. Uh, thanks for the heads up there. We're still uh, getting the final comments from uh, Tiso Black Star Sports Editor as well as Digital and Business Day columnist Tumninawa Ntlogo. Tumninawa, uh, the, the way forward, there was a... I think there was an article on one of your online stories regarding uh, the, the future of the coach. Is he stable? Are we going to see him on the bench in March? Okay. Sorry, I'm going to come to Sean in a second. They got this the other way around. Damni, sorry, the same question stands. Yes, Tarop. Yeah. I, I, based on what we know, um, he will. he is still the Bafana Bafana coach. Um but, but that article which which came, I think I think I think I posted an article that we did. I think it was at the start of the season. Mm. And my my issue was my concern is is when is when you have a national team coach um, who talks to other prospective employers from time to time, and that's what worries me in this instance. That can we guarantee that um, he'll be around in March? Never mind Afcon in in in. Um, in Cameroon, that he will still stick around and see this this project that he he is he's, he's on top of. He'll see it to the bitter end, whatever outcome there is going forward. And this this is where I've got a problem with, because as you remember, Brakey confirmed that he did speak to the coach and yes. they did have a conversation about joining, but clearly there were some complications in regards of him actually um, getting out of his contract with Safa. But at the end of the day, my 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 thinking is. If you are telling me that Rob, we have a, a four-year project here that goes to the, the, the next World Cup in 2022, surely I shouldn't be talking to other people and entertaining other ideas to other prospective employers. And this is where I'm saying that this is what concerns me: um, the fact that he's got it, he's got he's got the ear to, to listen to other prospective employers and so on. So I would hope, for our sake, because now it's problematic to get rid of him in the middle of a qualifying program, especially one as tough as this one and one as technical and as tricky as this one. So if should be still around, we will see whether he's still around in March next year. Fantastic stuff. We're going to be chatting soon. Dabney, thank you so much as always. Always a pleasure, Darop. Highly appreciated there. Tiso Blackstar, sports editor, digital and business day columnist. And now uh, joining us there on the line. Sean Bartlett is the Bafana Bafana assistant coach. Uh, he also joins me in reaction to the weekend. Uh, coach, good evening. Good evening, Robert. Post the game, what's the mm-hmm. what's the technical team's reaction to the performance and the outcome? Um, I think, uh, like the country, uh, I would assume also a little bit disappointed. We we had opportunities maybe to, to wrap up the game. Um, obviously, uh, we conceded quite early, but we showed a bit of character to come back. And I think the second half, we were hoping to obviously apply more pressure because you could see the Nigerians retiring. Uh, but I think also uh, the players, you know, were panicking a bit, and then the fact they started playing long ball, which is not our game. We, uh, we could see the first goal. It's about speed, it's about skill, 
And that's what our players should have done throughout the game. But um, we've got still one game scout, and that's in our hands. We've got not nobody else to, to, to do a job for us now. We've got to do it ourselves. And, and talking about that, let's dive straight into some of the technical approaches that were there. I'm not going to ask the question. I believe we've got a, a quick voice note, Sean, while you're on the line. Hi, Rob. It's Thomas in Etwater. I'd like the assistant coach, Mr. Sean Bartlett, to clarify the issue of subs as to why they use one sub, su- substitute instead of only three substitutes. Thanks. Yeah, Sean. Straightforward one. Yeah, we, we, we consider that uh, obviously after the hour mark um, to bring on the second striker. But, you know, the way we played in that uh, first 20 minutes of the second half, we could see that uh, the players were uh, putting pressure on uh, Nigeria. We were finding the passes. We just, obviously, the final product was not there. And, and we didn't see the need to make another sub because that could possibly disturb the, you know, the whole dynamics. And the coach felt at the time we didn't need to do, make another substitution because the players were doing the right thing. I know that post the game, he, he talked about ambition um, as well from the players, that he, he wanted them uh, to almost take it upon themselves to do something mm. and, and be brave uh, yeah. is the actual word that he used. He wanted them to be brave. The disappointment from the bravery of the players, if it is redirected to say, was the bench brave enough? I've heard your explanation, uh, but mm. was the was the bench brave enough to say, do we need a, a Vincent Pule to, to bring in a different dynamic that we don't have mm. on the field at a certain time? And we see the physicality of the Nigerians. Uh, they hate being dribbled. We saw, you know, Percy Dao being shoved around quite a few times when he, he, he switched on the trickery yeah. against them. Mm. W- was that a temptation at some point? Yeah, like I said, I think the, the temptation was there, but we've also seen in the past, and that's always obviously the beauty of a game. In hindsight, you look at the game and you see um, was it necessary or not uh, in order to make a substitution, and sometimes you make that sub and it, and it works in your favour and obviously makes a difference. And then on the other hand, uh, people ask, but why did you bring on Vincent Pule because he didn't have an effect on the game? So uh, it was a matter of obviously assessing the, the situation and see whether it was necessary. And uh, as a technical team, we didn't see the the need to bring in a, a player to obviously uh, see if we could get something different uh, because the players on the field at the time were doing a job and we were getting into the positions, but they were just not a final product, like I said. We've seen the growth of Mutiba, Percy Dow combination. Mm. It seems to be bearing mm. fruit. The maturity of a Percy Dow to provide an assist as opposed to going for a goal selfishly uh, is another thing that we can take out as a positive. Mm. What are yeah. you making of that combo up front? Yeah, I think the last couple of games has been it's been working really well for, for South Africa, and I think um, we just got to continue with that and make sure that we bring the best out of individual players in order to benefit the national team. And like you've indicated, so, you know, I think that is putting the team ahead of yourself, what Percy did in order to to get the goal and the equalizer for South Africa, and that's what we need in the national team. And these are two players that playing the t- trade currently in Europe, and that's in good form for the respective clubs. And We've got to make sure that uh, when players come to the national team, they continue that form. And as national team coaches, we've just got to try and affect them mentally and see uh, how they obviously respond to that and get uh, the best out of them to, to benefit uh, South Africa. 
let me let me get a human perspective here, and this has everything to do with the the, the attendance. When you when you walk onto that field, Sean, you've been there many a time. You've yeah. seen the packed audience uh, that has mm. come through Nigeria's rivalry that is not new; it stems through many many years. Uh, you know, you've been there '96. You know, mm. they were not there. There's different angles. Uh, you know, Nigerian population mm. is massive uh, around the country. Uh, mm. They were there from about 11 o'clock. When you walk yeah. in, and you're obviously walking in and facing the opposite side of the stadium where the orange seats because everybody's yeah. in the main grandstand where there's yeah. shade and it was about 35 <laughs> degrees celsius as well on the day mm. yeah. how, how does that sit though with you as as a former player <laughs> it's funny you're asking me that question because the first thing i said to coach malefi was in europe this will never happen you know, away fans will never sit in the main stand behind the benches so i don't care if you're there from 11 or five o'clock in the morning you will sit on the opposite side um, and feel the heat like we should have, uh, obviously, on the field. Mm. And uh, it's very unfortunate because players have been asking me that same question. Coach, how was it when you played here in front of a packed stadium? And I would love that day to come where our players can just experience that. And, you know, everybody's talking about, yeah, but Pafana must start winning. It, it is about winning. It is about, obviously, making sure that um, there, there's a result on the board. But... It's also about pride, and we're asking our players every time they put on that shirt to make sure that they play with a lot of pride. And I think uh, as fans, we need to take pride in obviously supporting our national teams. And whether it's cricket, rugby or soccer, we need to go out and support them. And I think uh, with that, uh, like we they always say, the 12th man, so many things can happen. And that's what happened, obviously, with 96 as well, mm. with that support. Yeah, and, and just back on the game again. It, it's mm-hmm. I had to drag you into that because there's a human side as well. You're a coach, you're a yeah. former player. Um, mm-hmm. There there were moments in the game that are controversial, and and two of yeah. them were offside calls that seemed mm-hmm. to have not been the right decisions. So Nigeria could have ultimately uh, won that game. Yeah. From where you were sitting at the time, did mm-hmm. you draw much uh, conclusion in terms of what had just happened, and had you thought there were legitimate goals? Uh, at the time, we didn't uh, think much of it. Um, obviously, uh, we ac- actually thought it was a legitimate goal um, at the time. And, and then we saw the flag of the assistant referee. We thought, oh, we've got a second chance here. But again, like I always say in football, um, things have got a way of balancing itself out. And we look at uh, maybe the game before against Seychelles, in Seychelles, how things went against us as far as decisions were concerned. And this time around, decisions obviously were in our favor. Mm. And and that's something that obviously uh, we just need to get over and make sure it doesn't happen again. But when the goal was conceded, the first thing we looked at as a technical team was obviously uh, defensively how we were structured and how we should have avoided it more than uh, thinking of offside. It's a bizarre situation. Unbeaten, conceded mm. first goal. First goal is an own goal, yeah. uh, but still waiting on permutations. Uh, to see your way through. 8-1 it was on the other side mm. in Seychelles with Libya. How does that then sit with you? Because, again, you start thinking to yourself, maybe you haven't done too badly. If your first conceding happens mm. when it's your own goal, um, you know, the last column remains what it is right now. You know, but we're still in this sticky situation. Yeah, I think the one game that obviously, like we've spoken about, comes to mind is the one in Seychelles where maybe even if he just been 1-0, would have had different permutations and we would have qualified with the one point we got against Nigeria. But um, we can't keep uh, thinking about the past and, you know, go on with regrets. We've got one game to go now and we've got to make sure that we go in with, you know, the full 
uh, squad of uh, quality players, and hopefully some of the players will also come back from injury, and that will just enhance us with what we're trying to do as far as qualification is concerned. So I think that's important, is to make sure that we go to Libya, we're mentally strong and prepared, and really ensure that we come away from there with the result in order to get to Cameroon. Can I be inquisitive, Sean Bartlett? Yes. Are you contracted now as a Bafana Bafana assistant coach? <laughs> For this camp, yes. <laughs> For the camp of what? So this camp uh, for the past two games. Uh, then like come March was, next year? I don't know at this moment in time. Uh, it oh. was clear from the first game, Seychelles, that um, it was pointed out to the media that I'm on, on a game-to-game basis and see how the relationship is working before anything becomes permanent. Hmm. Okay, I was going to respond. I looked at the time. Uh, it's not on my side. I want to play a quick voice notes for you. Marawa, I think uh, Sean is just contradicting himself there. In their interviews, they've alluded to the fact that the players use their own tactics playing long poles. And now he's being asked why there were only there was only one substitute used, and then he makes the fact that the players were there was no need to make such substitution for the game. I think we just being confused and confused and confused. Whereas something else is being said, and now something else is being said again. Uh, I don't see Bafana Bafana going anywhere. Anyway, thanks. Good evening, Rob. Can you please ask the assistant coach there about Tulani Serrello? I didn't see him in the pitch. So, what is his take on his performance? Thanks. Hi, Rob. Uh, it's Paul here. Uh, coach, I just want to know uh, the reason that why you, 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 you give uh, Tulani Serrello uh, the starting lineup instead of. Uh, label because uh previous game has doing very well uh, i just want to find out what's a, what's a good reason uh, to bring him in the setting lineup hey bro rob it's kenneth from kingsway ask the coach because i saw tulanus rara was not in the game why did they keep him for such a long time in the game or was it because we are now buying him back the favor or something like that please he was supposed to be substituted in the first half. He was not in the game, bro. Sharp. All right, thank you so much, uh, Sean. Obviously, condensed all of those questions. They all mm. center around one player, Tulani uh, Serrero, who yeah. they feel overstayed his welcome on the field. Yeah, like I said before, it's uh, as coaches uh, we make decisions, and uh, based on the training of the week, uh, we felt that he was the perfect player to be uh, in that second striker position, and because it shows the quality of science of uh, wanting to play and the quality that he possesses. And on the flip side, uh, the coach alluded to the fact that obviously he's not been involved with the national team for a while. I don't think he's played for coach uh, Stewart, so it was always going to be a risk uh, that we're going to take the playing in. But we knew from past experiences that he's got the qualities and ability to open up defences, and that's the best position for him to play in. On the day, obviously, it wasn't working. And, and we gave him another 10 15 minutes in the second half to see if he can really adapt and open up and get, get on the ball. And it wasn't working. And the coach and the technical team decided to, to take him off. And again, uh, after a game, it's, it's a lot easier to ask, why did you start with that player? Like I said, the only maybe 
thing that we like you, your previous uh, I think voice notes that were asking mm. it's possibly maybe we could have made a second substitution whether it would have made a difference or not uh, that's something that we'd never have known uh, obviously only making one Sean Bartlett, as always, thank you so much for availing yourself. It's always great to chat to somebody from within the camp uh, to give us a a, a breakdown of the thinking and everything else. And good luck. And we'll wait and see whether uh, Safa deems your contribution necessary to see you on the bench again (laughs) next year. Thanks so much, Sean. Thanks thanks a lot. All right, Bafana assistant coach Sean Bartlett, thank you so much to our Metro FM Uh, listeners. We'll catch up with you guys again tomorrow. Rob, uh, this is Samson Stanton. You see, I'm very disappointed in that coach, uh, Stuart Baxter. The coach, when things are, are not going well for him, he seems to freeze. It does not make some decision. I remember when he beat Seychelles uh, 6 0. Uh, because the game was, was already in the bag, uh, he, he put uh, many, many substitutions, very good substitutions at that. But now we needed a goal against uh, Nigeria. He, he just froze. Uh, Baxter will not take us anywhere. We need to get rid of Stuart Baxter. Thank you. For the first time in my life, I saw Bafana having a a playing style. They work very hard for the ball. And once they have it, they kick it straight back to the opposition. And then they repeat this for 90 minutes. J.D. Rudaport. From Cape Town, Rob. Our coach, Stuart Pastor, he doesn't know how to, what he's doing. Because as a coach, after 15 minutes, second half, you must see if, like, how the players are playing. And then, like, we're playing two defensive midfielders. 15 minutes after second half, you should take off Kekan and put someone else, maybe Vincent Poole, so that you can attack. Good evening, Mr. Marawa. I just want to say a job well done by Wafana Wafana. They played good football. And according to me, I think Jersey number 20 was my man of the match. I'm sure you can confirm for me the name of that guy who was playing on the right side wearing jersey number 20 i'm sure that man was supposed to be my man of the match thank you rob thank you afana shepard from limpopo